Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And we got a little solo pod on this. Actually, change the schedule here Monday morning as I record this. Uh, we had a little bit of little technical difficulties uh, last night. So I uh, decided to get up here and, and record this solo this morning here on this Monday. So for the first time, I think almost ever, we will include some Monday Night Football. We've done it a couple times, maybe just, um, you know, we had some, we maybe recorded at the end of Monday Night Football, so we might have thrown it in there. But we will recap all of the games, uh, well, all the performances, obviously, studs, jags, uh, run through the top 12s of each position, um, also cover some injuries, and also got to get the waiver wires uh, as well. So definitely... Uh, got all of it here covered. Uh, you know, Greg will be back uh, as soon as our technical difficulties um, resolve themselves. But I think we'll be okay. We'll see what happens. Anyway, starting with the quarterback stud of the week uh, and the, the number one quarterback on the week, that was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, my man was vintage Patty here, 35 of 50, 406 yards, five touchdowns. No interceptions, 36.24 PPR points there. Uh, Dude was just absolutely phenomenal on on Sunday night. Uh, He just carved up that Raiders defense. Uh, Again, it was just vintage Patty. Uh, He made... uh, He he made a couple cross-body throws. You're like, whoa, Patty, we're going to do that. But uh, complete converts him for a touchdown. So no issues there. Um... Yeah, it was just a good performance by him. It's glad, you know, we're glad to see him continue to, you know, if he could string two of these together, then that would be a trend in the right direction here for a guy who's probably the most talented player to play this position, Um, you know, just isn't playing his best football right now. The quarterback two on the week, that would be Dak Prescott. I mean, look, man, we were trying to tell you, especially Greg, he said it guy has started the week potential here. Uh didn't do it, though, but Dak Prescott, the QB2 on a week, 24-31, 296 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, also also had two, uh, two rush attempts for five yards and a touchdown there. Uh, 26.34 PPR points. Uh, again, Dak Prescott just just torched this Dallas Cowboys defense or this Atlanta Cow- this Atlanta Falcons defense rather uh just torched them um again they've been a, they've been a defense that we've been picking on all year uh for the most part and Dak Prescott continued that trend this week as he carved them up for uh 26 PPR points this next one um hey look I said he'd be the QB one. I said it for three, like three weeks in a row. Last week wasn't so great, but this week he's the QB three, top three quarterback. So we'll take it. That is Josh Allen, 21 of 28, 366 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, only added two rush attempts for three yards, but 
was good for 20.9 PPR points there. Again, Josh Allen against this Jets defense. I mean, probably sure it could have been could have been more. Um, you know, it was 45-17 the final score here. So could have been potentially more points here for Josh Allen in a more competitive game. But hey, man, we'll take a top three finish from from our guy here. Um, and routing out this top 12, uh, Trevor Simeon and well, Mac Jones and Trevor Simeon tie for tie for QB four. Ryan Tannehill comes in at six. Jalen Hurts is the QB seven. Derek Carr eight. Kirk Cousins nine. Taylor Heineke ten. Lamar Jackson eleven. And Jimmy Garoppolo twelve. And the reason I'm laughing at the end there is because uh, Taylor Heineke, Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo all finished with fifteen point uh, seven points or less, and they all finished as top twelve quarterbacks. I mean, we were kind of banging that drum. It was going to be a rough week week for quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, that was a uh, <laughs> that was definitely a tough one to. Uh, it was definitely a tough week to to endure from the quarterback position. But some performances that stuck out to me. I mean, I, the 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 highlighted one, right? It's got to be Mac Jones. Um, I mean, he looked he looked phenomenal <laughs> against against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I mean, there was a point where he was like ten for ten. And two touchdowns on the day. He had, you know, three total touchdowns, just under 200 passing yards. The kid just he he looked he looked really good. So um, probably a guy that we'll talk about um, later. So um, some honorable mentions here. Cam Newton, um, you know, had two touchdowns in two plays. Uh, came in had a one yard rushing touchdown and also came in on the next series and had a passing touchdown on the goal line. So um, I asked him how many plays did he know. He said two touchdowns worth. Hey, we'll take it. Uh, if we can get Cam Newton, I mean, especially if you play in two quarterback leagues, or even if you're looking for a streamer in one quarterback leagues, he might be able to help you out here. Um, so definitely have to uh, have to love that there. Uh, and then moving on to the the Jags here on the week and we got quite a few especially if you know the quarterbacks played poorly so uh Tom Brady uh not a great game against the Washington football team uh multiple interceptions uh just not a great day Justin Herbert um have to start wondering what's going on there uh this is a few bad performances um within you know those last several games here so have to you know wonder about the the long-term outlook for Justin Herbert and w- whether you keep, um, you know, kind of blindly, blindly putting him in your lineup. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, start of the week for Greg, Matthew Stafford, a start of the week for me, uh, Trevor Lawrence, my stream of the week, uh, Carson Wentz. Um, so, you know, definitely was not a great week for quarterbacks. But we move on to the running back position. And the number one running back on the week, Terrell Williams, man. 11 11 attempts, 43 rushing yards, no touchdowns, but also but added nine catches on nine targets for 101 yards and a touchdown. So 29.4 PPR points. Uh, again, there was no Clyde Edwards-Alaire in this one, so it was Daryl Williams and Derek Gore. Um, and again, Daryl Williams getting this usage uh, this time in the passing game, getting this volume, 
that we've never seen Clyde Edwards Alaire get. So, I mean, look, if if it were up to me, I would Darrell Williams would be my starting running back. I mean, we have we've seen some performances from Clyde, but there was a reason why he wasn't getting the work that that Darrell Williams is getting right, and Darrell Williams is getting the work and he's productive with the work. So why would you stop giving him this work when, again, Clyde, even though he was getting some work, wasn't all that productive, at least not this year. I know I've gone to bat for Clyde before, but uh, I've always been, you know, sneakily having this fantasy football crush on Darrell Williams, and my man's been playing well. So, um, yeah, I would continue to, to, if I'm the Chiefs, continue to roll with them. But if you're obviously in fantasy, you have Darrell Williams, you have to hope that that's the case. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens for sure. Uh, and then Ramondre Stevenson. Man was balling, 20 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns, also added four receptions for 14 yards, 27.4 PPR points against the Cleveland Browns. If you are a Damian Harris manager and you do not have Ramondre Stevenson, you are nervous right now because Stevenson balled out to the point where you have to wonder, will Damian Harris get that job back? And again, is Bill Belichick? You never know. We might go from 20 carries to inactive next week. So definitely something to monitor there. Um, but moving on to the RB3 on the week, that'd be AJ Dillon, 21 carries, 66 yards, two rushing touchdowns, also added two receptions for 62 yards. 26.8 PPR points. My man AJ Dillon came in relief of Aaron Jones. Obviously, he had that work. He always gonna he's always gonna get some work, but my man ends up with 21 carries here because Aaron Jones ends up with an MCL sprain potentially. Uh, I think we got that confirmed. So um, definitely, if you if AJ Dillon's available in your league, um, he's he's RB two or more going forward. For these next couple of weeks, playing in this Aaron Rodgers-led offense, there's a lot of touchdown opportunity. Uh, we see that they're not afraid to give him volume, uh, especially in the snow. Uh, everyone remembers the A.J. Dillon snow game from last year. But, um, no, we definitely, uh, if A.J. Dillon's out there, we definitely got to prioritize him in some leagues for these next few weeks while Aaron Jones is out. Um, and then rounding out this top 12 here, uh, CMC coming in at four, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, five, Dearness Johnson, six, Antonio Gibson, seven, Dalvin Cook, eight, Mark Ingram also tied with Dalvin Cook for eight, Ezekiel Elliott comes in at nine or ten, rather, James Robinson, 11, and the Michael Carter finishes as a top 12 back. Um, in these guys in the top 12 that really stuck out to me, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, I was saying, hey, I feel like we're going to get that, that a CMC game from him. Uh, and we got that uh, 13, 13 rush attempts, 95 yards, uh, also added 10 uh, catches on 10 targets for 66 yards, um, 26.1 PPR points. Jonathan Taylor, uh, his sixth straight game with 100 yards or a touchdown, uh, just continuing the ball there. Um, Dearness Johnson didn't quite get 100 yards, but again, filling in for Nick Chubb, um, you know, he's he's as good as a safety net running back as you could have right now because he's plug and play if anything does happen uh, to, you know, to Nick Chubb and, and these Browns running backs. Um, 
you know, Mark Ingram filling in admirably for Alvin Kamara. Uh, James Robinson, it's good to have you back this week uh, as an RB1. Uh, and then Michael Carter just continuing to get it done. Again, uh, had 16 carries, also saw six uh, six targets in the past game. So we like that weekly volume that Michael Carter is beginning to, beginning to see on a regular basis. Um, in terms of the honorable mentions here, Najee Harris, you know, had another solid day, uh, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, um, but then some under the radar guys that really stuck out to me, uh, Deontay Foreman, um, Deontay Foreman, he, he's a guy that, um, you know, had, had some talent and, uh, he, you know, dealt with some injuries previously, but he looked good in Tennessee's backfield this weekend. Uh, you know, had some explosiveness, had some, some, uh, some long, some big plays there. So I'm definitely into Foreman as a bench stash of you know picking him up, and seeing if anything materializes. Um, moving on to, well, then we have Wayne Gallman, uh, who I you know think was also you know there's Cordero Patterson had some news about him. Uh, that he might miss a couple weeks with that ankle injury. So Wayne Gallman had 15 carries in this game. Um, you know, the game wasn't great, but they've got a game coming up this week against the New England Patriots. And so I think Gallman has some usable value there. Um, moving on to the Jags, uh, Alex Collins had a great matchup against Green Bay, filling in for Chris Carson, who was out again. No dice. Not a good performance there from Alex Collins. Uh, Miles Gaskin, um, you know, we talked about him on Thursday or the Thursday night game. I guess we didn't talk about him because that game was trash. But uh, Miles Gaskin, he was, um, yeah, again, not usable. Uh, Javante Williams, uh, that game, if you were on Denver, uh, was pretty much terrible for all the Denver players involved. Teddy Bridgewater, Javante Williams, I think Melvin Gordon scored a touchdown, but you know, they got, they got smoked. So, um, yeah, just not a great day. Just not a great week for Javante. Um, Jordan Howard, uh, 12 carries, 80 something yards. It was like, it was okay. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, didn't come, didn't come through. I was expecting to have a bigger day against Kansas city, but, uh, they couldn't keep that game as competitive. So, um, yeah, that's it with the running backs. Um, moving on to the wide receiver position. The number one wide receiver on the week is Debo Samuel. My man is back. Five catches, five targets, 97 yards, and a touchdown, 30.3 PPR points. Can't forget the five carries for 36 yards and a touchdown that he had. I don't know what it is, but the the Niners, they just – they have the Rams' number. Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. Um Debo Samuel has the Rams number. He's just always blowing up for these big games against the Rams. And so coming out as the number one wide receiver on the week. Um, yeah, got to love that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, my wide receiver start of the week, coming in as the wide receiver two, eight catches on 13 targets, 162 yards and a touchdown, 30.2 PPR points. There was nothing that the Jets could do to stop Stefan Diggs. Kind of saw this one coming. Um you know, there's just there was just no, you know the secondary's banged up. They lost Marcus May. Uh, Stephon Diggs was just going to eat up this this you know New York Jets secondary, and I expect uh, 
you know, that secondary to continue to get eaten alive there. Um, the wide receiver three on a week, CD Lamb. Gotta, gotta love that for the brand, man. Uh, you know, um, you know, CD Lamb was my breakout, and we love CD Lamb on this show. So, ugh, man, six catches, seven targets, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Also added a rush attempt for 12 yards, 28.6 PPR points. My fantasy teams were happy this weekend. Moving on, as we break down this top 12, uh, Tyreek Hill comes at four, Kendrick Bourne five, Cooper Cup six, Justin Jefferson seven, Devontae Smith eight, Brian Edwards nine, Keenan Allen tied with Brian Edwards four nine, uh, Hunter Renfro comes in at 11, and Ray Ray McLeod comes in as the wide receiver 12. Um, You know, Tyreek Hill. Two touchdowns. Uh, when Patrick Mahomes is rolling, Tyreek is probably going to be rolling too. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, he's continuing to have a solid season. Um, you know, I was reading this courtesy of one of my friends who's a Patriots fan, but uh, Kendrick Bourne's career high in receiving is like 600 yards uh, right now through 10 weeks, uh, 10 games. Kendrick Bourne has oh, 500 yards. So, Seven games left to play. He's probably going to crush that season high there. Um, but uh, Justin Jefferson absolutely balled out. Uh, nine catches for 143 yards. Uh, just just balled. Uh, Devontae Smith, two touchdowns there. I mean, that's two good games in a row for Don- Devontae Smith. So, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts putting it, putting it all together in the pass game to get the ball to his number one receiver. Um. You know, Keenan Allen just again continuing to to be the lead guy in this in this Chargers offense. Hunter Renfro just continuing the dog. Uh, hey, I, I said it. He's a wide receiver one this week. Finished as such. And then Raymond McLeod, man, that one surprise of the week there at the wide receiver position. But 12 targets. And that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, usually when a random guy comes in here, it's because he caught a touchdown or two touchdowns or something like that. But Ray Ray McLeod, 12 targets. You got to love that one. So obviously there was no uh, Clay, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster is out for the year. Um, Mason Rudolph was a starting quarterback. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different variables at play here, but curious to see if Ray Ray McLeod can keep this up as the season, I mean, as these next few weeks go on, however long Chase Claypool was out. Uh, some honorable mentions, though. Jacoby Myers caught his first touchdown, so happy about that. Congrats to the kid. Um, Albert Wilson, uh, man, he looked really good on Thursday night, so uh, if he's going to continue to be involved, then we might have to scoop that man up. Uh, come on, man, can make plays. Uh, Jamal Agnew. <laughs> it was funny because I flipped. I was on the fence. I flipped. I was like, oh, Jamal Agnew, Marvin Jones, Jamal Agnew, Marvin Jones. Uh, but here was Jamal Agnew getting it done. Uh, I think most of it came on a 66-yard rushing touchdown. So phenomenal by him. Uh, Gabe Davis, four catches for 105 yards. I mean, I said it. I think Gabe Davis is even in play against the Jets. I'm telling you, it's going to be it's gonna be like this for a while, man. I mean, they got there's nobody in that secondary Bryce Hall Michael Carter the second I mean that's it those are only two guys for two of the five guys that are on the field like 90 
percent of the time in the Jets secondary. So it's going to be it's going to be a struggle for the rest of the year. Um, Elijah Moore, speaking of the New York Jets, another another game, another touchdown. I believe that's three in his last. No, it's got to be four of his last five games that he has a touchdown. Uh, he has four touchdowns in his last four games, I think it was. But either either way, Elijah Moore, he's been balling. Um, you know, and, and when he's on a roll like this, when somebody's on a roll like this, you know, he's, you know, NBA Jams rules apply. My man is on fire, so you just got to keep rolling him out there. Uh, in terms of the Jags at the at the position this week, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, we've seen C.D. Lamb ball. Amari Cooper doesn't. Uh, it's happened quite a few times and, and quite frustrating. And especially if you roster Amari Cooper, he, he does have um, is dealing with a hamstring injury. So, you know, have to see how much that affects him. Well, we don't know how much that affects him. So, um, you know, definitely frustrating if you are the Amari Cooper manager watching CeeDee Lamb get all this work uh, and Amari Cooper does nothing. Uh, DJ Moore um, did not have a great day, but this one I'm not overly concerned about. And this one I might actually use as an opportunity to go buy DJ Moore because the Carolina Panthers were leading in this game and they had some turnovers, they had some short fields. And so, and uh, so DJ Moore, there's no need for him to really be that involved in this one. And then you understand that the the situation, at quarterback probably gets better here with Cam Newton and DJ Moore, Cam Newton, they already have a rapport here. Uh, I think DJ Moore is going to, uh, yeah, we're going to get DJ Moore on the second half of the season or this down the stretch, these, these six, seven games here, DJ Moore is going to ball. So definitely looking to buy some DJ Moore if I can. Uh, DK Metcalf didn't have a great day. We we thought that this pat this uh, Russell Wilson could lift this this Seahawks offense. Didn't really happen that day, but hey, uh, next week I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, Cortland Sutton. This is one that I'm definitely concerned. Again, I said it before. I think Cortland, Cortland Sutton is talented, right? Cortland Sutton is not playing hurt or injured to our knowledge. Um, you know, there isn't a quarterback change. Um, even in, even when Jerry Judy was here week one, these guys were able to coexist. Um, you know, what happened isn't happening because of Jerry Judy. It happened, started happening sometime before Jerry Judy returned in terms of the, when I say what happened or this, I'm talking about the, um, decrease in target share for Cortland Sutton. So there, when I see something like that, there is a world where it bounces back right it shifts back right there's a reason maybe teams are doing paying extra attention to Cortland Sutton or they're doing something or whatever and he's not getting those targets now but it's going to correct itself at some point Cortland Sutton is a good good enough player he's a great player uh so it should definitely shift at some point to the point where Cortland Sutton is seeing you know 18 19 percent 20 percent of the team targets again so uh, it's coming. It's coming for sure. Just how long we have to wait. Maybe we maybe we could stash him on. Maybe we put him on the bench for now until we see it. Uh, you know, that's something we'll have to talk about. But um, yeah, definitely something that is a tricky situation to manage. Uh, this next one not as tricky. Mike Williams. Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan going into this week. Uh, he's you know, and again, I'm a, I was a big Mike Williams guy. 
you know, at the beginning of the year, I said, hey, look, Mike Williams, he's balling. Um, you know, even before the season started, I said, hey, go get Mike Williams, man, because the man is going to ball here. And he, he started out balling, but he's he's tailed off, um, you know, had a drop, drop touchdown on Sunday. Uh, it just has not been a great stretch of weeks for Mike Williams. So you have to you have to hope that his will he will bounce back from it. Um, you know, cause he's, he's only got really two options. It's either he starts playing better or the chargers, you know, they, they put that early replacement in for Josh Palmer. So, you know, we'll definitely have to see, but moving on to the tight end position, tight end stud of the week, the number one guy, Travis Kelsey, eight, tar- eight catches on 10 targets, 119 yards, 19.9 PPR points, uh, so definitely the tight end one on the week. My wife was surprised to see Travis Kelsey have such a wonderful performance considering, uh, you know, she follows his girlfriend on Instagram and Travis Kelsey was out partying in Vegas on uh, Saturday night, you know, so uh, they had a game in Vegas. Obviously he was out partying and, uh, you know, plays on Sunday night has, has a great game. So maybe Travis Kelsey needs to go out and party some more to be the tight end one. Who knows? Uh, Hunter Henry comes in as a tight end two on the week. I don't know what the situation was with Johnny Smith, but he was inactive. Uh, don't again, don't know what that could have potentially led to for Hunter Henry. We'll have to check the numbers on that. But four catches, four targets, 37 yards, two touchdowns, 19.7 PPR points. So we'll take that. Uh, the tight end three in a week, Mark Andrews. Six catches, 63 yards on eight targets, one touchdown, 18.3 PPR points. Um, you know, we spoke about that game on Thursday. Uh, but the rounding out this top 12, Tyler Conklin, it's about damn time. We've been banging the drum here for you for weeks, and you finally get it done. Me and Greg both picked him as our stream of the week. Took two touchdowns to get it done, but I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to take it how I can get it. George Kittle coming in as the tight end five. Gerald Everett, six. Dan Arnold, seven. Austin Hooper, eight. Tyler Higby, nine. Noah Fant, 10. Al O, 11. And Kyle Pitts coming in at this as the tight end 12. Uh, in these top 12, guys that stuck out to me, uh, yeah, like I said, Tyler Conklin, two touchdowns. We'll take it. Uh, George Kittle, my man is back. Um... Tyler Higby, man, that one is crazy. It's crazy to imagine. It's crazy to think my man finished the tight end nine because he had a terrible game. Terrible. Dropped at least two passes, one that led to an interception. My man was a pick six with that. My man is terrible. He was terrible on Sunday. But finished the tight end one, so we're not going to hate it. Uh, The Jags on the week, though. TJ Hawkinson, I go and pick my man as my tight end start of the week. My man was on a 32% target share when the year started, or, you know, when the week started. Last three games, 32%. Man put out a big, fat zero on us on on Sunday, man. So, um, TJ Hawkinson, you owe us an apology, and we will accept it in the form of you playing better next week. You know why? Because I had a league and I lost 
by 1.22 points. And so basically, if TJ Hawkinson catches one pass for three yards, I'm okay. But he came out with zero, so I'm not okay. And to make it worse, I dropped Tyler Conklin. So, Darren Waller. What's going on there, bro? Um, you know, still, he's still the tight end four on the year in PPR points per game. So, this performance, it's not great, but it just highlights a streak of underwhelming performances for Darren Waller. That's really what it does. It just makes you realize that he has not been that great, like that level of Travis Kelsey and, um, you know, even George Kittle, who's back, and Mark Andrews recently. Like, he hasn't been in that conversation. I mean, he's been there by name. I mean, he had a decent week last week, but on the year, you're just pretty much overall, you're underwhelmed by what Darren Waller has put together. So um, that kind of rounds out these, uh, you know, this wide receiver, or, you know, the top 12s here. Um, But let's move on to the injuries. And so Aaron Jones, as I mentioned, MCL sprain, he'll be out one to two weeks. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he's got an ankle injury, so he'll be out two to three weeks. So we definitely uh, have to protect ourselves there. Um, but we got to also talk about the waivers. So let's let's run through the waivers. Let's start with the quarterback position. And the first one, all this is all compliments of Greg here. Uh, I'm going to put my own twist on it a little bit, though. But Greg is the one that usually handles the waiver wire report. So got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Matt Jones, t- rostered in 28% of Yahoo leagues, gets to go against Atlanta this week. Found his stride in this offense. You know, has been more aggressive downfield. Uh, yards per attempt were the second highest of the season at 8.6. Also, over the last three weeks, New England is fourth in the NFL in yards per attempt. So, we got an excellent matchup versus Week 11 in, in uh, against Atlanta uh, in Week 11. You know, just got lit up by Dak Prescott, Matt Jones. Not Dak Prescott, but they both got three-letter names. So, Mac, Dak, Mac Daddy, Dak Daddy. We'll see what happens. But Mac, I think, gets it done this Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons. So, definitely got to like that. Uh, the other quarterback here, we, we'll see. But uh, Trevor Simeon, 4% against 4% going up against Philadelphia. Both of his games, uh, he's you know he's got over 200. Well almost 240. Well, he's got 249 passing yards, and 298 yards, two touchdowns in each game, um, playing against Philadelphia next week where they're giving up right around average uh, fantasy points to the quarterback position. Uh, as long as, you know, Trevor Simeon continues to be Sean Payton's guy. I mean, they have lost two straight under Trevor Simeon. Not, not his fault though. Uh, I think that, you know, Trevor Simeon could have some success here against Philadelphia. Uh, and then Tua Iloa. Roster in 23% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Greg has a note here. Whoever's determined to be the starting quarterback should be able to thrive in this matchup. But Tua has already been named the starter. I think he thrives in this matchup here, like Greg said. Like I said off the top, I mean, the Jets have a multitude of injuries in the secondary. Uh, a lot of inexperience. Uh, there's going to be a lot of 
I'm expecting a, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of, you know, just persistent issues that, that are going to plague them. So Tua Tagovailoa, fabulous start this week against the Jets. Uh, running back, Ramondre Stevenson has top 15 upside uh, with Damian Harris hurt. He's Again, he's rostered here in 32% of Yahoo leagues. He may have locked uh, the potential to earn more carries here from Damian, from Damian Harris, even when he's healthy. But either way, he's a nice, high upside uh, safety net running back to roster, especially, especially, can't care stresses enough, especially if you have Damian Harris. So got to love that here this week with Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, my man's been balling since preseason. So, you know, he's been on the radar here. So, you, you know, got to scoop him up if you uh, if he's available in your league. Uh, and then in deeper leagues. Uh, I know I spoke about him earlier, but Deontay Foreman saw 11 carries, most at the position. Um, you know, Greg's not too high on him, but he's he says he could have some RB3 week, RB3 weeks rest of season. I think, um, you know, the fact that he it's a, it looks like a committee right now, definitely a little, a little concerning if you are looking for a running back. But uh, what I see is a guy that saw a little bit of work two weeks ago. Saw even more work this week. Uh, and, you know, again, got to follow that trend line. So is he going to see even more work the next week? You know, is he going to siphon some work here from, you know, a 37-year-old Adrian Peterson and Jeremy Nichols that you know, hasn't shown much in two weeks? So, you know, we'll def- I-, I like Deontay Foreman rostered again in 4% of Yahoo League. So he, he is available um, and, you, you know, you shouldn't have to, to go too crazy to get him. Um Ty Johnson rostered 19% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, his finish, he's finished in the P, in PPR top 25. Or he's basically finished as a PPR top 25 running back three weeks in a row. Finishes the RB 31 uh, the week before that streak. So we have four weeks of data telling us that Johnson can be can be a safe RB three option for a heavy for a heavy negative game script team. Uh, season high in routes this week at 20. Found the end zone in, in three of the last four weeks as well. A man, Ty Johnson, is balling. Um, you know, I'm curious to see what happens. Zach Wilson is going to be inserted back into the starting lineup most most likely. So we know Mike White was targeting running backs at a very high rate. I think at one point it was as high as 40% of the team targets were going to running backs. That included Ty Johnson. Curious to see if Zach Wilson keeps that trend going. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm just going to throw this list out here because all these guys have upside, you know, for their own reason, for their own reasons. Uh, Rashad Bateman rostered in 50% of Yahoo leagues. Elijah Moore rostered in 51% of, of, of Yahoo leagues. And then Michael Gallup rostered in 53% of Yahoo leagues. So Rashad Bateman, uh, again, we spoke about him on Thursday, but he plays in this um, this Baltimore Ravens offense which is known for not throwing the ball a ton, but they're throwing the ball more. And Bateman was on the field for that. And, and even with Sammy Watkins healthy, he was still running as uh, the number two receiver alongside Hollywood Brown. So you got to love that. Elijah Moore, we already spoke about him. Um, my man is NBA Jam Rules. He's on fire right now. You got to keep plugging him out there because he makes plays. Uh, and, you know, Zach Wilson's coming back. Uh, those two, they they formed a good connection. I know that a lot of this production has been with Mike White, uh, but I, you know, all in all, I think 
Um, I think the thought is Zach Wilson would be better for having sat and learned, uh, and I think Elijah Moore benefits from that. Michael Gallup, uh, again, 53% of Yahoo leagues, but, he, you know, he's the third receiver in this Dallas Cowboys offense, which, uh, you know, could have some value, uh, especially if they're playing in these high, higher over-under games, uh, have a little back and forth to them. And I think they get one of those this week. So I like Michael Gallup as a, you know, as a guy. So if I had to, if I had to rank these guys, it would definitely be Bateman one, Elijah Moore two, and then Michael Gallup three. I say Bateman is one because, um, you know, he already has that role as the number two receiver plays in a good offense with a good quarterback. Um, Elijah Moore, I have him as two because he has less competition for targets. Um, Elijah Moore just, you know, he's he was a second-round pick this year by this regime. Um, you know, so Corey Davis, you know, we know that he's been, you know, the number one target for a while. But, uh, you know, I think that there's a world where Elijah Moore could be the number two target very easily, um, but could also siphon some targets, compete with Corey Davis for that number one receiver. Where Michael Gallup will always be the Dallas Cowboys number three receiver, at least for this season, unless, so, you know, something happens with an injury or anything, but he's, he's got that upside built into him. So um, definitely like all three of these guys uh, at the tight end position, a lot of these guys available, Tyler Conklin, 30% of Yahoo leagues, Dan Arnold. I'm going to, I don't know what is, what is it, what is it about Dan Arnold that people don't like? I mean, 26% of Yahoo leagues has been a tight end one almost every week. Yeah, he doesn't catch a touchdown, but man, he's been a tight end one. He's been a tight end one almost every week. Um, Al O, 1% of Yahoo leagues. Adam Troutman, 5% of Yahoo leagues. So these guys are available. They're out there. If you need a tight end, go get them. Um, you know, which of these guys needs do I need to spend big on? I don't think I'm spending big on any of them, honestly. Uh, quarterbacks, you know I'm never going to spend big on a quarterback unless you're streaming and you got to get the top guy. Mac Jones would probably be uh, where I would go, but I would be comfortable, you know, Mac Jones, Tua. I would rank it Mac Jones, Tua, then Trevor Simeon. Uh, running back, Ramon J. Stevenson. I mean, look at the upside that this guy has. Uh, I mean, he's not going to score two touchdowns every week, but he's up over five yards per carry. Uh, the dude's just explosive. He's got that pass, pass down ability as well. Uh, so uh, to me, he has a ton of upside. I'd probably prioritize him uh, as the guy to go get. Again, you know what could happen with Belichick and them, but the upside is worth it. And so definitely like that. Um Deontay Foreman, uh, uh, I would probably prioritize him. I'd prioritize him slightly ahead of Ty Johnson. Um, Ty Johnson's role is probably not going to get much bigger unless there's like an injury to Michael Carter or something. Um, but Deontay Foreman could potentially have a more sizable role here. So I'm going to go with Foreman. Then uh, I already ranked the receivers and that tight ends. Uh, it would go Conklin, Darnold, or Conklin, <laughs> Arnold. Uh, Al O and then Troutman. Troutman's been, he's been making a lot of football errors that are like, you know, prone to, to uh, get any coach angry. And so I, I just can't imagine that Sean Payton will just continue to roll Adam Troutman out there if he, um, you know, if he 
continues to hurt the offense, but we'll see what happens. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that is it, y'all. Um, you know, it's always good to hang with y'all. Next time, hopefully, uh, Greg is here too. We'll have our our problems figured out, our, all of our issues resolved. Um, but until next time, y'all, we will uh, talk to y'all on Wednesday when we discuss the Thursday night football preview give out our streams of the week so until next time y'all we're out of here peace